Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Sunday Showcase. Highlighting some of the best audio storytelling found anywhere. All right here on the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated PG for parental guidance. Welcome back to Mutual Presents, and this time we're back in space! I'm Jack Ward with my navigator to the stars, Penny the Cat. We're all locked in and ready to set course for another 2000 plus that fantastic science fiction anthology series from the Mutual Broadcasting System. Our double feature this week includes The Green Thing and The Giant Walks. So wind those clocks back and set warp speed to nine. stories of science fiction from the years beyond 2000 A.D. Today, the story of a horrible nightmare that wouldn't stop even when the dreamer woke up. A story called The Green Thing. the year 2000 plus 175. It is late evening, and all is peaceful and quiet in Dr. Harvey Glendon's sanitarium. Outside, on the vast estate that stretches away from the main building, there are only the soft country noises, the wind sighing in the trees, the shrill chirpings of innumerable crickets. In the well-furnished rooms, the patients sleep, stretched out on comfortable mattresses and clean white sheets. The country breezes straying over their forms. In room 32B, Mr. Summers sleeps peacefully with his head on a fluffy pillow. He sleeps and he dreams. Help me! Help me! growing psychological problems facing our nation, the government has sent me to you, Dr. Glendon, to enlist your aid. Since you're the country's outstanding psychiatrist... Well, I'm honored indeed, Mr. Carling. But I don't know there's much I can tell you about the advancement of psychiatric research that isn't being published in the medical journals. Well, Dr. Glendon, isn't there anything that you're working on now, something definite? I know you're a cautious scholar, but... Uh... Look, Mr. Carling, it isn't possible to announce sweeping new generalizations in our kind of science. Our work is painstaking, complex, highly subjective. You take the case of one of the patients here in the sanitarium. Oh, Betty, will you bring our records of Mr. Summers? Oh, yes, Dr. Glennon, just one moment. 
Summers is about 40, 41. He was admitted five months ago, suffering from a melancholia. Here's the records, Doctor. Oh, thanks, Betty. Now, as you can see from these notations, he's been feeling much better the past few weeks. Mm-hmm. Yes, I see. Until last night, when he suddenly woke up screaming in his bed. He was being attacked, he shouted, by some sort of green devil. We had the hardest job getting him under control. Now, in the past, Summers had spoken quite often of a green hat that he lost as a child. His father, he remembered, had punished him severely for losing it. In later life... Mr. Glendon, this is all very interesting, but you can hardly call this dream analysis anything new. Yes, it has been known for centuries. Well, then I don't understand... Mr. Carling, I know why you came to see me. Apparently, I haven't been able to keep my achievement as secret as I'd hoped. That's right, sir. We've heard rumors. All right, Mr. Carling. I've said that Mr. Summers' dream is very unusual. And would you like to see it? You mean, see his dream? Exactly. I'm going to show you a motion picture of Mr. Summers' dream. Photographed from the subconscious mind, exactly as he dreamed it. Attach special nerve electrodes. And these electrodes pick up the current impulses of the brain. Then these impulses are transmuted back into pictures on the film of the machine. Really very similar to the method of wireless photography. Here's Mr. Summer's dream reel, Doctor. Oh, fine. Thank you, Eddie. The projector tube is ready, so I just place the dream reel in it. And uh, there. Hold on to your hat, Mr. Carling. You're going to see an actual dream. Yes, yes, very well, Mr. Clobber. Three slices of lemon drops will do. He thinks I don't see him putting the pennies in his pocket when he knows they belong to me. Three slices of lemon drops it is, little boy. I'm not a little boy, Clobber, and you know it. I'm all grown up, and I don't come to your store anymore. I don't even live here anymore, and you steal pennies. All right, all right, get out, my little boy. Take your lemon drops and get out. Get out! Music. I didn't know Clover had music in his store. I don't like his music. I'll slam his door. I'll go out in the street. Now there won't be any more penny-stealing music. Oh, what's that? It won't go away. It won't go away. Summers, I am calling you. What's that? Clover? It's... It's green. It's a monster with great pink eyes on long stalks. It's standing in front of me. It has claws. You're not the little boy anymore, Summers. Oh, no, no, don't touch me with your claws. Come with me now, Summers. You are mine. You belong to me. No, no, no. You're touching me. Don't. Don't. Don't help me. Help me, please. Betty got to him at that moment, and the dream machine shut off. Phew, some dream. Uh, What effect will the discovery of this dream machine have on psychiatric research, Dr. Glendon? Well, I've only just perfected it about four or five months ago. We've got perhaps 40 or 50 photographed dreams in our files. 40 or 50? Yeah. However, as far as developing new techniques and treatments, it may be years before I can get them analyzed and correlated so that overall theories can be drawn from them. As long as that. Now you understand, Mr. Carling, why it's a little difficult for me to answer your questions. That dream was fascinating. I've never seen anything like it. Uh, Doctor, I know I'm presuming on your time, but I'd like to see just one more. I'll have to report on these at the government bureau. Well, only one more, though. I'm sorry, but I'm quite busy. Uh, What about this one here? The purple tag. What's that for? I haven't seen that one myself yet. Purple tag means it's from the violent ward. Mr. Roth. Mm, sick man. Well, we'll try it. All set. Three white mice. How'd you do, Mrs. Kemp? <laughs> or I'm climbing a wall and there's only two of us. It's now one. Me. Me. I'm all alone. <laughs> Take that balloon. <laughs> Doesn't make much sense of that. 
gibberish, I'm afraid. Rolf's a difficult case. Homicidal tendencies. Comes from a good family. Was a very successful businessman. Can you do anything for him? Oh, I think so. There are times when he can be reached, lucid moments, and some of his dreams provide clues. Here, see? Now, 74. That'll show him. 74, 70. You're not frightening me. I don't believe you. You can't scare me. Oh, no, no. Don't touch me. Your claws, your green claws. Oh, your green claws. Doctor, look. On the screen. Look, there it is again. That green thing. No. It can't be. It's impossible. Two people can't possibly have the same dream. understand it, Betty. I can't understand it. I've been through all the records of both of them, Summers and Rolf. There's nothing in their background that would cause them to have the same dream. Are you sure they haven't been together at some time? I'm positive, Doctor. They haven't even met. Mr. Rolf came here only a month ago, and he was placed in the violent ward immediately. He's never been out of it. It's possible for people to have similar dreams, yes, but never to dream of the same unusual, horrible, specific subject as that, that green thing. Every detail was the same. The pink eyes, the claws... Makes me shudder myself. Betty, I want our dream reels. All those I haven't seen. Oh, now, you're not going to view them all. It would take you... I don't care how long it takes. I want to see them all. I've got a funny feeling inside. And I won't be at ease until I know. Until I'm sure. Sure of what, Dr. Glenn? Sure that none of the other patients have had that dream. That same horrible dream of... That green thing. Dream 9, Mrs. Jordan. Shall I put the sound on? Oh, no, not necessary. We can see it if it appears. No, nothing here. Dream 10, Miss Farnham. No, nothing. I don't think we'll find anything, Doctor. It must have been a freak, a coincidence. Uh, keep going, keep going. Dream 11, Mr. Craig. <laughs> Dream 21. Nothing there, either. Dream 22. Huh. Maybe you're right, Betty. I'm beginning to think myself... Dr. Glendon! Dr. Glendon, look! There it is! The green thing! Dream 42, Mr. Bradley. Ah! Turn off the sound. Turn it off. That's it again. The green thing. Four of them, Carling. Four dreams of that monstrous green thing. Each one from a different patient? And each one during the past week. Carling, there's something there. Something to make even a psychiatrist feel frightened. Carling, the patients weren't having a dream. They couldn't be. They had nothing in common but the fact that they're in this sanitarium. Why, even the nature of their illnesses are different. Doctor, aren't you getting a little mixed up yourself? Huh? You saw those dreams. I saw them. Betty saw them. I know it's incredible, Listen, but... to have a dream means that you create that dream. You and nobody else. You mean you think the patients didn't create those dreams? They're not their dreams? There is such a thing as thought projection. Mental telepathy? Yeah. Why should anyone want Someone to... Someone may have found out about the dream machine. Maybe jealousy or grudge or a hatred of psychiatry in general. There are many reasons. Well, what we've got to do is to find out where it's coming from. The patients must be protected. How? First, we've got to find out whether this telepathy is coming from inside or outside the sanitarium. Then we've got to track it down. I tell you, Carlin... Whoever's trying this terror by mental telepathy isn't going to get away with it. I'm not going to stand by while a lifetime's work is destroyed by a campaign of terror against my patients. I'm going to institute protective measures at once. Anything yet, Doctor? Oh, I still have the guard screen beamed on the area directly around the main building. 
didn't expect to find anything so close, but I want to search every inch of the grounds. Uh, you still feel whoever it is is on the grounds. Can't be sure of anything, except that I'm convinced that the staff is loyal, and I have a hunch that whoever is transmitting these thought waves would want to be close enough to judge the results. Shall I bring the patients down now, Dr. Grendon? Oh, yes, Betty. Go get them, will you please? Just possible that they may be able to help us. They may have felt currents emanating from a certain direction. Mm. Mm. I think the goddess screen has reached its range limit, Doctor. It's repeating itself. Mm. All right, I'll give it wider focus. I'm going into the grounds now. Wait, there's something. A figure on the screen. Yeah, I see him. He's carrying a club, a stick or something. Who is it, Doctor? Can you tell? I don't want to alarm him. I'll signal the patrol call. Let me. It's that red button on the wall, isn't it? Oh, no, no calling. Never mind. That is one of the patrol corps. I can see his armband. Too bad. Well, I'll switch the machine to the north fringe. There's another figure. Isn't that? It isn't. <laughs> we seem to be well guarded. Another member of the patrol corps. Well, let's hope the patients will be able to... Here's help. Betty. Doctor. Doctor. She's alone. Oh, Betty, where are the patients? They're gone, Doctor. What? They've disappeared. And a fifth patient has just begun screaming in his room, the green thing, the green thing. <laughs> accounted for, Doctor. The four that are missing would make 68. That's how many patients we have. I checked the nurses, eight besides Betty, and they're all here. And the patrol corps have checked the rest of the staff, and no one has left the grounds except the four patients. Unless somebody got in and carried them off. No, no. No jet mobiles and no jet ships have been in the vicinity between the time the patients were last reported and now. The patrol corps will vouch for that. There's the village. Linfield. It's the only village for a hundred miles, but it's a backwoods country village, a quaint place, never kept up with the times. Now, I doubt that they have any jet mobiles in Linfield, much less jet ships. But you can't arrange for transportation there, can't you? The inn? Wait, that's where they go. Why didn't I think of that before? It's the center of the village, the gossip spot. If the patients entered town at all, news of them would spread to the inn. Better you take charge here. Carling and I are going to Linfield. How long will you be gone, Doctor? Until we find them. All of them, they're no longer alive. Sorry, I can't help you, non-doctor. I ain't seen no strangers, spoke to no strangers, or heard of no strangers. Well, how about transportation, jetmobiles, or jet ships? Ain't put in any calls for jetmobile service nigh on to two months. Not since Miss Jennings busted her leg and we had to send her to the hospital in the city. Oh. <laughs> Jet ships? Why, last time one of them flaming monsters landed here, we nearly had a ride in Linfield. Darn fools all thought was invasion from Mars. Just around a wild goose chase, Doctor. Yeah, so it seems. Well, thanks anyhow, Mr. Barker. You've been very helpful. Horse, <laughs> he says. The blasted idiot believes in horse. <laughs> I do, I do. Everyone knows there's ghosts everywhere. Idiot! There's no such thing as ghosts. There are ghosts. There are ghosts in every village and town. Quiet down, you boys. You'll be getting right in a bad reputation hey, now. Hey, 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 there's the doctor. Dr. Glendon talking to Mr. Barker. I put it up to him now. What'd you say, Doc? There's no such thing as haunts, ghosts, either now. Hey, you, you tell my ignorant friend. I wasn't listening very carefully. But if it's ghosts you're talking about, well, there's never been any scientific evidence that they exist. Haunts don't exist. That's what you're trying to say, ain't it, Doc? Now, that's right. Oh, come on, Carling, let's get out of here. Hey, there ain't no ghosts. This, this Doc's an educated man. He knows. <laughs> yeah. Then suppose you tell me what that green thing was floating around down near the caves. And we ain't the only one who's seen it. Right, boys? A green thing? Where? Where are these caves? Right down the river. Why, Doc? You ain't going there. It's nighttime now. Darling, will you risk it? I've got my ray gun. Doc, you're crazy. I'm telling you, there's a haunt. 
Why, there ain't a man in this whole village go with you tonight. Well, if it's only a ghost, you needn't worry. But if we're not out of those caves by dawn, you better come for us. It won't be a ghost that's holding us. This must be the right cave, Carling. It's the only one with a brush trampled down in front of it. Here is a tomb in here. They just don't want to be taken by surprise. Have to be as quiet as possible. All right, come on. Hey, what's that? Carling, where are you? Carling, are you all right? Oh, it's coming for me. That green thing, the green thing. It's blind. It's terrible. No, 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 there's nothing there. You're on the floor of the cave, but there's no one near you. Nothing. He's having the dream. That same dream. Come on, Carly. Come on, snap out of it, Carly. It's only a dream. Only a dream. I feel dizzy. Tired. What's the matter with me? I'm falling asleep. No, I won't. I won't hurt myself. the green thing. Did you? Did you conquer me, Dr. Glendon? I can't be. Standing over me. The pink eyes and long stalks and the claws. The green thing. in here, Dr. Glendon, into this rock chamber. And you, Mr. Carling, don't worry, you won't fall. My will is controlling you. My patience. Over there in the corner. Rolf, Bradley, Summers, Gordon. Now, what have you done to them? Summers, are you all right? Bradley. Bradley, this is Dr. Glendon, your, your doctor. What's the matter with them? Gardner, Bradley. Nothing is the matter with them. They just don't understand you anymore. They are attuned only to Venusian thought wave. Venusians? You're from the planet... Venus? That is right. For a long time, we have been observing your Earth, your resources, and your remarkable technology. But we did not know how to conquer you, for we of Venus have no strength or physical dexterity, only mental power. You shouldn't have told me that. I'm going to beat that horrible body of yours to a pulpy great mess. You hit only air, didn't you? I'm growing tired of this game. Stop. I will that your arms obey me and not you. I, I can't move them. Calling, help me. Do not be foolish again, and I will return their motion. Oh. You hypnotized my patience the same way, didn't you? 
Are those dreams? A little more complicated than what you earthlings call hypnosis. But it is mind control. I have come to Earth to prove to my planet that this is the way to conquer your Earth. We will control the minds of its inhabitants and thereby control their strength, their physical dexterity. I began on your patients first because their minds are more easily controlled. What do you want of their bodies. They can perform physical acts that I cannot. With their bodies, we Venusians can continue our investigation of your planet at close range. And we can also study the structure of the Earthling when I bring them back with me. Bring them back? To Venus? Do not worry, my dear doctor. I shall not separate them from you. I will also take you and your companion with me to Venus as rare prizes. <laughs> Earthling, bind these two men. No. no, don't do it. I'm your friend, your doctor. No, let me go. Let me go. <laughs> Carmen, you shot him. You shot the monster. Forgot about me. Maybe he didn't know the Earthlings had weapons, too, like ray guns. Well, why doesn't he fall? He's still standing. Did you really think you could hurt me with that? Your death rays have no effect on my body. Drop your weapon. Find them, men. I'll shoot them. I'll kill you, slave. But... You cannot. But if you could, I would not care. There are millions more to choose from. You can kill yourselves, too. You are replaceable, except to yourselves. You are trapped. Your only escape is death. They're crumbling. The explosion of your ray gun calling. You've loosened the rocks. It's a cave-in. We'll be buried alive. The corridor, quick. To the corridor. Grab the patients before the green thing controls us again. Make them follow us. It's our only chance. There. There's the mouth of the cave. Hurry, doctor. It's blocked. The rocks have fallen here, too. There's one big one just at the mouth. If we move that one, I think we can make it. All right, help me, doctor. I'll get the patients, too. All right, come on, then. Here. Pull. Pull. That's right. Now we can squeeze through now. You go first, doctor. Pull the patients after you. All right. All right, I'm out. Now, Rolf, come on. That's it. All right, Bradley, you next. Come on. That's the way. All right, you, Summers. All right, all right, doctor. Quick, now, come on. All right, Gardner, quick. You, all right. That's, it's all right there. All right, now you, Carly. I can make it. Help. Good. Help me. Earthlings. I cannot escape. He can't squeeze through. He has no physical strength. Earthlings. Earthlings. Come to me. Patience. They're going to him. He still has power over them. Come on, Carly, quick. Before they release him, help me shove this rock over the opening. Come on, quick. There we go. Thank goodness. Hey, what's that? Look out, step back! Entire cave fell in. We were just in time. Yes, Carling. In time to save Earth from the horror of the green things.
Next week, an incredible story about a man of science who dared tamper with the secret of human life. Be sure to listen to That Which Lived in a Head of Steel. 2000 Plus is produced by Dreyer and Winolson Productions Incorporated. In today's cast, Lon Clark played Blendon, Joseph Julian was Carling, Elster Sondergaard was Miss Connors, Gilbert Mack was Rolf, John Griggs was Summers, and Henry Norrell was the Green Thing. The script was written by Edgar Marvin. The music was composed by Elliot Jacoby, the orchestra conducted by Emerson Buckley. Sound, Walt Shaver and Adrian Penner. Engineer, Bob Albrecht. This is Ken It was like a terrible nightmare. Even now, I sometimes wake from a dream and find myself shaking from the memory of it. I'll never forget when I first saw him. A man so monstrous, so unhuman, that I refused to think it could ever happen again to anyone else. But who can be sure? Others have had the same idea. Oh, yes, the law forbids it. But laws are broken every day. Will it happen again to someone else? Someday, in the future? Perhaps. Perhaps it will happen to many. I don't want to see it. To hear the story of this strange monster, listen in a moment to 2000 Plus. beyond 2000 A.D. Today, an amazing story of science uncontrolled. The Giant Walks. That's what you are, monsters. That's it. Fight to fill your slimy stomachs. Feed the rats, the doctor says. Always feed the rats. As if you weren't big enough already. If I had my way, I'd kill all you rats. That's what I'd do. I wouldn't go close to the mocking. A rat four feet long can be quite a nasty little thing. Oh, yes, 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 Dr. Ellsworth. Is everything ready, Weston? Yes, Dr. Albert. Barstow? Yes, sir. Then open the cage. Look at him go. I've never seen a rat run a maze so rapidly. Check that gold gradient, Weston. Yes, Doctor. The rat's in the food box now. Let me see. 11.8. There. You see, Weston? Not an unusual intelligence. Just high. Well above that of the average rat. Look at them. The power in those legs. Barstow. <laughs> Just imagine what they could do with their teeth if they had the chance. It's frightening to think what would happen if all rats were giant rats. If they got loose. It's evolution, Barstow. Merely the scientific elimination of growth barriers. Now that your experiment's a success, we can tell the world. Your theories will be accepted. You'll regain your rightful place in science. Not yet, Barstow. Not yet. I'm already at work on what I consider will be an ultimate experiment. It's only a matter of calculating, checking, and verifying data on the rats so we can build a larger pituitary revitalizer. What animal do you have in mind for this new experiment, Dr. Ellsworth? What animal? Well, there's only one that I could possibly be interested in now. It's the next logical step. Surely you can't mean... Yes, Bostow. A man.
see me, Dr. Ellsworth? Yes, Weston. I want to talk to you about the experiment on human beings. I want you to help me with the experiment. Well, I, I hope you're not thinking of me, Dr. Ellsworth. I, I really don't What's think that I... What's the matter, Weston? Don't you think it would be valuable to give yourself to science? Well, it would seem that there are so many to choose from. So many, Weston? Who, for example... I'm sure that old Hawkins won't do. And we really can't kidnap them or anyone. But, Dr. Ellsworth, I, I, I was... I'd say it would be a great honor to be the first real Superman on Earth. Well, how about Barstow? Exactly, Weston. Just what I was leading up to. <sighs> you seem relieved. Yes. In Barstow, we have a real physical specimen. And he seems to have quite a boundless enthusiasm for the future of mankind. An attitude you apparently don't share. Well, how could we get him to agree to it? Psychology, Weston. It's merely a matter of appealing in the proper manner to his scientific judgment and sense of fair play. Now, here is what I want you to do when he gets back. <laughs> Glad to see you back, Barstow. Dr. Ellsworth, Weston tells me you're ready to begin the final experiments on man. Yes, Barstow, I soon hope to be the first of a new race. A race that will make the man of today look like a pygmy, puny, and insignificant. If the experiment succeeds, my physical size will double or even triple. I'll be able to live at least 300 years instead of the 100 or so odd years a man can expect today. The brain cells will probably also expand, giving me an intelligence... It will make you and Weston look like products of the Stone Age. Well, I don't think it's fair for you to sacrifice yourself. It's not fair to humanity. If you die, there'll be nobody to carry on. You know these experiments are illegal. We could never find another subject. It would have to be one of us three or nobody. Well, I'd be willing to take the chance, Dr. Ellsworth. And so would I. You can't go through with this, Dr. Ellsworth. You're needed to direct the experiment. Gentlemen, gentlemen. I see you have the true scientific spirit. Well, since I am unwilling to give up my right to be the subject, and you're unwilling to let me be the subject, then there's only one way out. What's that? We'll draw lots, if you agree. Leave the decision up to fate. That sounds like a good idea. Don't you think so, Barstow? Why, sure, I guess so. Well, it's the only way out, my boy. One of us must be the guinea pig. Now, I'll tear three strips of paper. Now, the lots are arranged in my hand. Whoever gets the short one will submit to the experiment, and there'll be no further objection from any of us. Agreed? Agreed. Right. Choose, gentlemen. Weston? Barstow? Myself? Hmm. I've drawn the short one. Yes. I'd like... I'd like some time to see Barbara, Dr. Ellsworth, before the experiment. I'll give you three weeks to straighten out your affairs, Barstow. Then I'll expect you back at the laboratory. Contacts are wide open. Cut the circuit, Weston. That's enough. Well, Barstow, are you ready? Quite ready, Dr. Ellsworth. As you know, it may be painful at first, but after the primary series, I don't think you'll notice much. I'm not worried, Dr. Ellsworth. No, of course not. Well, good luck, my boy. Thank you, sir. Contacts open, Weston? Yes, doctor. Then pipe the circuit. Now, that's fine. Now, keep it steady at 3,000. Prepare for the first injection. We'll give him five electronic unit charges. Valve open. How are you feeling, Barstow? Pain. My old body is numb. You've got to stop the experiment, Dr. Helmsworth. He's out again. Dr. Ellsworth, you think we're doing the right thing? 
His heartbeat has slowed down so much, I'm afraid... Of what, Weston? You're not losing your nerve, are you? Oh, no, 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 it's... Oh, only that I thought... Don't do any thinking, Weston. I'll do that part of it. You just check the regenerator charts. Very well, Dr. Osmond. Nothing is going to keep me from completing this experiment. And I warn you not to try to interfere, Weston. I close the circuit. We'll inject again. 100 cc's. Valve open. Keep him occupied. 
Dr. Ellsworth, I'd like to ask you a question. Yes? What are we going to do with Barstow? I mean, what are we going to tell the world about him? We can't go on continually this way. Of course we can. Once we're sure of ourselves, we'll get other men. We'll make giants of them. We're building a race, Weston. A race of supermen with which we can rule the world. We've only to learn how to control Barstow so he'll respond to our every command. Then we'll build an army. Doctor, that's not right. You know, Weston, you're a good assistant. It's only when you think that you get into trouble. for the next experiment. Oh, what's that to me? I don't think you understand. He's working on a method to control you electronically as a giant. What he's been waiting for. And when he can finally control you, he'll begin to make more giants. Wants to build an army of giants so he can take over the world. That isn't true. Dr. Ellsworth is interested only in science. You just don't want to be a freak as I am. Cut off from everything. Just because I was unlucky at drawing lots. No, no. Not unlucky, Barstow. Framed. Dr. Ellsworth and I agreed to volunteer just to get you to volunteer. We we, we arranged the lots so that you would be chosen. Don't do anything to me. Oh, please, Barstow. That's why I let you know. I wanted you to do something about it before it's too late. So what are you going to do? Where are you going? Nothing but a giant tool in your hands. A tool for conquest and revenge. Isn't that so, Dr. Ellsworth? I don't know what you're talking about. You know, all right. And what's more important, I know, Dr. Ellsworth. I know that you tricked me into volunteering for this experiment. What if I did? You were the best physical specimen. You'd Stop at nothing to carry out your hideous experiments. Future of mankind. <laughs> That's a good one. You're not interested in mankind at all. You're only interested in building a super race for your own ends. You want an army of giants so you can take over the world. You're mad, Bosto. You are my subject and you have no right to behave this way. If I had the control of finishing... You'll knock out that wall. Yes, Dr. Ellsworth. And that's just what I ought to do to you. You have no more right to live than I. How much strength does it take for a 30-foot man to kill an ordinary man with his fist, Dr. Ellsworth? Figure that out. What are you going to do? I'm not going to do anything to you. I'm going to let the World Science Council know about your experiment. They'll know what to do about you. But you can't leave. You're a monstrosity. The world won't understand you, Barstow. Besides, you have an obligation. You must sacrifice yourself for science. 
He's gone? Yes. All my plans ruined. Uh, yes. Worse than you did this to me. You told him about my plans. Yes, Dr. Ellsworth, I, you, I did. You've ruined the experiment, Weston. You betrayed science. You have no right to live. Who are you to decide these things? Come inside, Weston, now. A gun? Right. Come along now, Weston. There's one last experiment I want to perform. I'm curious to see how a man can stand up against a giant rat. No, no, please. Please, Ellsworth. I'll do anything you want. I don't want to die. I'll be the subject of a new experiment. It's too late, Weston. Shall have thought of those things before. Stand still. There. Right by the cage. Shut up. Now. No. Don't push me in. No, I can't go. Take your hands off me. Sure, glad the old man let me have the jet car tonight. Oh, it's a lovely night to go riding with you, Bob. Hey, Helen, do you hear something? The motor, you mean? No, no, listen. I hear it now, too. I can't imagine it. Oh, well, I guess... Oh, Bob, over there! It, it looks like a man, but... So big! Oh, Bob! It's a giant standing in the road in front of us. Turn the car around, quick! With his hand. Why are you afraid of me? I just want to talk to you. I won't hurt you. Put us down. Put us down, you monster. I'm not a monster. I am not. Oh, we're back on the road. He didn't hurt us. What are you going to do? I'm going to the police. They've got to know about this giant. <laughs> of McKenna City. We're closing in. Very good, 117. Keep on it. We'll have all available rocket cars join you. Okay, Tim, we're near enough now. Safety off destroy gun. We'll fire a couple of warning shots to slow him down. Safety off. Fire. He's stopping. He's waving his hands. We'll circle him. Keep circling. 117 to Central Control. Come in, 117. Come in. Circling giant. Central Control calling 117. They don't answer, Commissioner. Confound it. Why can't we get a video screen fixed? I'm working on it, sir. Give me that microphone. All police jets and air rockets. All jets and air rockets. Attention. Attention. Rocket 117 has been attacked by the giant. Contact has been lost. Take battle formation blue. Prepare for attack. Prepare for attack. Good luck. We'll blast that creature out of existence. What could it be, sir? A man from another planet? It's possible. We can only get that video fixed. Oh, I'm getting it, Commissioner. Look, there he is. Good heavens, what an enormous creature. Yes, I see it. Calling all rockets. Take elevation 6,000 and prepare to dive on target. I've got to see the police, Commissioner. You can't. It's a battle emergency. Who let you in the control room? It's about the giant. We've got to stop your attack. Are you crazy? That creature's a menace. He's knocked down one of our rockets, and now we're going to get him. But you don't understand, sir. Squadrons at all elevation 3,000. Target's in view. Look, Commissioner, on the video screen. We're ready to open up on them, sir. Just give the order. No, 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 no. You've got to call off the attack. Commissioner, look to the right of the giant near that small hill. Those two men are from Rocket 117. 
They're walking unmolested toward Junction 9. Thank God they're all right. Hey, you see, he's not dangerous. Stop the attack. That creature's been running berserk. Transmit the command for all ships to hold their positions until I give the order. Unless the giant attacks them. Yes, sir. Orders to all... Now, look here, sir. What do you know about that creature? Is he from another planet? It's an Earth man. How do you know? He escaped from a government antibiotics laboratory. He was the subject of an illegal experiment. I'm Dr. Weston. I, I, I work in that laboratory. Well, Earthman or not, he's a madman. We've got to do something about him. You don't have to do a thing. It'll all be over in a few minutes. Something's happened. I don't see the giant anymore. What do you mean, all over, Dr. Weston? Look at the video screen. There. That's what I mean. Good heavens. It's amazing. Squadron Leader 20 to Control Tower. Something's happened here, sir. I don't see the giant. has disappeared. What are our orders? All police jets and rockets. Attack canceled. Repeat. Attack canceled. So you see, Barbara, I had to thank Weston after all. He's a disagreeable character. But if he hadn't acted so promptly, as soon as he found out, those rockets would have finished me. <laughs> Ellsworth tried to kill Weston, didn't he, after you broke away? Yes, with the rats. Weston managed to get outside the cage, and they killed Dr. Ellsworth instead. And shortly after that, the rats fell into a coma, and Weston examined one by X-ray, and he discovered that the new bone structure was in the process of dissolving into cartilage, and that cartilage into flesh, which would soon melt away. And he realized their size had only been maintained by the injections. And they'd soon be back to their original skeletal structure. That's why he went to the police. Yes, but how did he know you'd shrink, too? Because they stopped giving me the injections. Oh, oh seeing you're here like this, I can't believe all those stories in the paper about you. A horrible picture. I can hardly believe it myself, Barbara. Like bad dream. Oh, yes. Here's what I came back for. Dr. Ellsworth, safe. Oh, what's in it? Here they are. And here they go. You're burning them. Years of scientific research up in flames. Huh. But I don't want another man ever to go through what I did. To cut off from humanity. To be just a specimen in some scientist zoo. I found out one thing, Barbara. Thickness isn't a matter of size. A man can be 30 feet tall or he can be 6 feet tall. It's what he has in his heart that counts. This world doesn't need bigger, more powerful physical specimens. It needs men with bigness of soul. Who can love, respect their fellow men. exciting story on 2000 plus the strange adventure of a man who found nothing and was terrified be sure to listen next week to alone 2000 plus is produced by dryer and Olson productions incorporated in today's cast joseph julian was barstow henry norrell was ellsworth lon clark was weston Bryna rayburn was barbara morton lawrence was the police commissioner and bruce evans was hawkins the script was written by Julian Snyder. The music was composed by Elliot Jacoby. The orchestra conducted by Emerson Buckley. Sound, Walt Shaver and Adrian Penner. Engineer, Bob Albrecht. This is Ken Marvin speaking. came from New York. And that's this week's Mutual Presents feature. The Mutual Audio Network brings the best of old-time radio and modern audio theater to the world. Be sure to subscribe through the Mutual Audio Network podcast feed, any of our podcast days, or the Mutual YouTube channel, which includes MadCon and many other extra features and shows. See you all next time at Mutual Presents. Good night. 
Thank you for listening to Sunday Showcase on the Mutual Audio Network. We invite you to continue the amazing audio tomorrow on Mutual with the Monday Matinee. Our weekly series of dramatic, theatrical, classic, eclectic, and live radio dramas. You can subscribe to the full Mutual Audio Network feed every day for the world's largest curated collection of audio drama or find the Monday Matinee feed in your favorite podcast players. See you tomorrow at the Matinee and thanks so much for listening. The Mutual Audio Network. Listening and imagining together.